مهین تاک آفت شهپر Hello listeners, in this episode we're talking about male circumcision, at times female circumcision. We have Amir back on the podcast. Yay! We have messages from a mother, a lover, and a brother with their circumcision stories. We also have Babajun, my father, whom I confront about my own circumcision. We'll start with Amir. What are you guys having? Chai Nabot. Chai Nabot, yeah, yeah. Chai Nabot. <clears throat> Let me go get mine then, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. It's, 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 five, it's five o'clock somewhere, yeah. So, Amir, welcome back to Ask an Iranian. It's great to have you back. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. Thank you for having me again. It's our pleasure. Well, Amir joined us previously to discuss how to propose to an Iranian woman. And you can go check out that episode. And that was uh, well-received, one of our most listened shows. So thank you once again for joining us on that occasion. I'm going to turn off my video because I can't hear you properly. I, I, I was saying that you joined us for an episode about how to propose to an Iranian woman, and that was one of our most listened to episodes. So thank you for that one. No, not again! <laughs> Come on! I thought that was like the fourth time. Only the last few words you're saying I missed. You asked me a question. Are you asking me a question? No, I didn't ask you a question. It was just, you missed the end of it. Just continue on. <laughs> so, Amir, it's great to have you back on Ask an Iranian. Thank you for joining us. Great to be back. Thank you for having me again. So, Amir joined us on a previous episode where he helped us out by answering a question uh, related to what it's like to propose to an Iranian woman. There are two faces on uh, the cover of that episode. Yes, yeah. Amir's beautiful face. And a lot of teeth. Yeah. yeah. Somebody told me that this is supposedly a very Iranian woman type of thing to do, to grab a man's jaw. Is that a thing? I don't know, right? Uh, well, it happens to me a lot, yeah, because I piss my wife off a lot. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a Iranian thing or it just happens to me a lot. To know what we're talking about, you would need to check the cover for the episode with Amir on. And uh, yesterday, oddly enough, or coincidentally enough, that cover became an NFT. Now, it became an NFT, but... Not for sale as yet, because we need to discuss uh, money about this, because it's your content, in a sense. We'll do the haggling later on. We make all of our covers into NFTs. Don't know if you checked out our NFT episode about that, so uh, you can learn about what the hell we did, why the hell we did that. And we will be negotiating later. Yes, we'll be talking dollar. Our people will talk with your people. Several weeks ago, Ask An Iranian released the episode covers as NFTs on a platform called OpenSeed. A few days after, and since then, as a part of sanctions, what David calls collective punishment, the Ask An Iranian account and all of those NFTs are inaccessible on that platform. Therefore, no one will be able to access or purchase those NFTs. We are used to that shit. We are Iranians after all. But Amir, today we have you on the show to discuss another very important topic. You know what we're talking about today. Balls and dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dicks and knives. I don't know if I should be proud of it or be proud to be talking about it. So 
I am honored anyway to be able to give my opinion on such an important matter. Of course. Uh, dicks and balls. <laughs> Things like that. I don't know if we're going to get into the balls. Um, uh, hello, Amir. Hi, Muhammad. So nice to hear your voice. That really, I think we have a, a same level of deepness in our voices. Nice. <laughs> yeah, when we talk, I think David sounds like a parakeet. <laughs> I sound like that anyway. There's wow. no difference. <laughs> well, since we're matching stuff, you got a bigger nose than I have. I mean, my nose might match yours in terms of mass, but uh, probably not in terms of the dimensions. I don't know if that was like a sort of pickup line or <laughs> some weird bromance. Should we compare penis sizes as well? I'm happy to do so, but uh, I would feel sorry for you, man. Oh. <laughs> Do I need to rescue this bit here? Because, like, I think I do. So, if it wasn't blatantly obvious, today we've got Amir here to help us discuss circumcision. So, uh, circumcision, kind of a uh, Islamic practice, and therefore we do that in Iran. Now, I think all three of us here can hold our hands up and say, yes, we've had the snip-snip. Now, some of us here previously thought that they'd had the snip snip more than once and had announced that on previous episodes a few times. Now, <laughs> I've checked the story out because I was in England recently having dinner with my mother and, you know, between bites, uh, I mentioned, so mother, about this double circumcision thing that I supposedly had. And she's like, oh God, you're back here again. We're going to talk about this again. So, uh, Also, it's your mom too. So that's basically everyone else as well, including me, Amir, and anyone who listens to the show. You know, I was thinking earlier, actually, I didn't kind of technically realize that I was circumcised until I was like 12 years old or 11 years old. As in, I kind of didn't remember that it happened. And it kind of wasn't until I got to 11 years old and at school in England during games or after games, we would have showers together unfortunately, which was a horrendous moment for everyone involved, except for the teacher who seemed to be quite happy about us going in the showers. And he would say to us, now listen, boys, now if I watch you in the shower, don't think there's any funny business going on because a few years ago, I checked one boy, he had a spinal issue. And because I checked him out in the shower, he was able to get that spinal issue fixed. And good job I was there to be able to help him out. Good story, bro. Anyways, we went to the showers and people would look at me and I would look at them and we'd both be a bit horrified. And it's like, why are you all looking like that? Why is your skin flopping over the head of your penis? Or they would say, where's your skin to me? So that was when I kind of realized, oh, I'm different. Uh, because in the UK, obviously, we don't do that. But uh, how does it go down in Iran? Is there a sort of obvious moment of like, hey, look, or is it just everyone knows that's the way it goes down? If you're as dumb as I am, it's going to take a while before you know that you're circumcised. I mean, how about you? Yeah, I have my own share of the stories as well. So I was born in Iran, but uh, we moved to the US before I was one year old. So I've actually had the experience on both sides. So and then we would move back to Iran when I was five, go back again. So I was traveling in between. So I, I was I was very confused <laughs> growing up about this topic because of course we was in Iran. I got circumcised right at birth, done and dusted. So it, it was a no brainer in Iran. Then when I go to the US and we have the going to the swimming pools and stuff like that. Why is there a difference? It's always there. That happened to me as well. But it got me thinking, 
like, okay, why am I different? Is everybody else in Iran this way? And then, of course, parents try to explain it to you. You don't understand. So I got to, I think I was seven years old at this time. <laughs> All the plays we, at that time, we used to basically play in the streets, right? Kuche, you know, that's where we yeah. used to play with all the neighbors and friends. Mm. And uh, we, our house was only the one which had the yard in front of it. So everybody else had the front yard in the back. So we had to go through the house. So it was easier for everybody to come to our yards and stuff like that. I remember it was nighttime. We had these lights in the yard and we all, every, all the boys discussed, okay, guys, we have to see how, uh, how each person's penis looks like. So we all went around <laughs> yes. the light. <laughs> Uh, we showed everyone because we were like, oh, you're the, oh, all right, okay, all right, all right. And that's when I realized, hey, I'm normal here. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But since that day, whoever I compared it to, I think I have the most beautiful people. Do, uh, do, we, get, one... do we get a picture to put on the website? Or should we put it to the vote? Well, it depends on how much you make off the NFT. <laughs> <laughs> Your experience was more communal. We, we were more one-on-one or maybe a three-way dick. <laughs> comparisons yeah I mean, we didn't do it in huge numbers then right it was always boys school you show me yours i show you mine it was always with boys sounds really gay but it wasn't gay <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sometimes like yeah yo i show you mine you show me yours where's your penis oh that's a girl never happened to me until i was 25 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i began with a story about being circumcised twice and having a discussion with my mother about that which got cleared up recently i interviewed my mother which was quite funny called her up i'm like we need to talk about this circumcision thing she's like why are you going on about that which is funny because muhammad says that all the time yes all right i've got a problem with this now my body my choice okay that's my issue with it but we'll get to those sort of like for and against issues later on but supposedly at the time they did a bit of a botch job and uh, yeah we had to go back and uh, get it sort of like tidied up uh, later that day there was a lot of excess bleeding but reassuringly my mother did say that i apparently got straight back to uh, playing with the other kids while i was in iran at the time and uh, it seemingly wasn't really much of a big deal but yes my advice to anyone that wishes to do this archaic weird strange practice don't do it when the kid's three years old <laughs> do it when they can't remember Just don't do it at all oh oh now oh, oh, well, here we are opinion. okay now amir you have a daughter so i'm not sure if uh, from your description of your current situation with your wife supposedly there's some going on i'm not sure whether uh, there's a son on the way but i guess you wouldn't do that with your son you wouldn't um, circumcise your son so this is very interesting it's, when you brought up the subject when you contacted me about it this was something uh, very interesting topic for me always and was always a dilemma after i moved out of iran right so i moved out of iran in my uh, late 20s and if I was in Iran, it was always a no-brainer, right? The boy is born, has to be circumcised. Oh, wait. You didn't circumcise your daughter? <laughs> oh. Don't go down that road, man. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I could get into trouble in the UK with this. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a little bit off topic, but um, not so much so. So I got to say this. Oh, no, it's female weird. genital mutilation is a serious problem in immigrant... I mean, minorities in the United Kingdom. We're going there later. Yeah. It's not a problem here. It's usual. 
It's not usual. Iran does not do this. Iranians do do this. And by here, I mean the Middle East and uh, Pakistan. Where do you go after uh, female genital mutilation? Where do you go? You go straight to racial issues. So, uh, Amir, you're not in Iran. You don't, I imagine, plan to come back here and live here anytime soon. If you can solve your Gharkadan issues with the wife, and or, or maybe there is a, uh, a son on the way, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do this because more than likely you're going to be living outside of Iran. So that's the thing. I mean, when I moved out of Iran, then I had all my friends, they all have boys, which kind of is kind of worrying for my daughter as well, because I know she's going to hook up with one of them anyway in the next 18 years. Roshan. <laughs> but this was a topic coming up when the, like, the first friend had the boy, and and this was the early days when I was coming from Iran. I said, okay, so did you do the circumcision? And he says, no, I want to make give the decision to him. And I would be shocked. I was like, what? Really? It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. You have to circumcise. It's, it's healthier. It's this, it's that. It's part of tradition, religion, blah, blah, blah. If it wasn't good, it wouldn't be in the religion and all of that. Oh, God. I, I hear myself right now about to throw up in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> But then when, you, when you're outside Iran, so this is, it becomes something more that you have to think about or study about or ask doctors, GPs, friends, families, whoever. And then you realize, well, actually, you do have a choice about it. And this is where the dilemma starts, right? So from what I understand, if you're not circumcised, you'll have more pleasure during sex or masturbation. So... That's something that you have to take into consideration. But if you are circumcised, it looks much better. And maybe your partner would be more satisfied to just jump on it, you know? <laughs> all this all this stuff happens during the night anyway. There's no there's no viewing of this. And surely when it comes it comes to sort of pleasure time, you know, cut, uncut, that thing is looking not too different when it's erect. Eh. Well, I've written a list of like pros and cons for this. Spoiler alert, mostly I'm against it. On the pleasure front, yeah, I think the excess skin is sort of reduction of friction there. So for the woman, I think, is the other way around. I imagine I have identified as a woman, but I haven't possessed the body of a woman, uh, that the friction would be a beneficial thing. So therefore, a cut penis would be preferable. Who cares? You do. <laughs> You sound like right. you care. If I had the extra skin on, it would be just me and my right hand. Man's best friend. <laughs> no use of anything else. <laughs> you're cutting off sensors. Those are part of yeah. the sensors, right? You're, yeah, getting, yeah. you're, you're getting rid of, what, 30%, 40% of the sensors. That's what they say. That's what they say. I looked into reverse circumcision if it's possible or not. That is oh. a thing. That is a thing, Amir. Apparently, you can keep stretching the skin down there until it grows over, but it doesn't grow over with quite the amount of sort of soft skin tissue that you would have previously had. And therefore, I think if it looked like a disaster before, then it's definitely looking like a disaster after. A little uh, sort of little worm is now sort of a worm with an over sized head i think is what's happening i don't know about you david but i think i'm gonna uh recommend amir and i uh visit plastic surgeons and see if they can reduce our noses and add to our penises there you go transfer the skin kind of that's kind of a good idea my nose is very sensitive i mean at night before i go to bed i touch my nose and i'm like ha <laughs> <laughs> okay. so gentlemen i wanted to i wanted to correlate our <laughs> our research. I can have a straight face with this conversation, too. right? Oh, well, there's no. It's it's a ridiculous conversation. Well, you don't look much different if you're concerned about that. Don't worry about it. 
your straight face isn't that serious. <laughs> yeah. This was the argument I already had the days that I was pro-circumcision, right? So, Mohamed, I think you will be able to relate to a lot. So if they put the two versions in front of you, mm -hmm. circumcised and the uncircumcised one, it's very obvious, I'm sure you would just say that the, the first, like, okay, which one would you prefer to suck on? Would it be the circumciser or the uncircumcised one? I think you can say you can relate. It's definitely going to be the circumcised. It looks much better. It's cleaner and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it looks different. I don't know if it looks better or not. I haven't contemplated on it enough yet. But uh, yeah, more foreskin, more to play with, with your tongue. Not that I like sucking dicks, but if I were to suck dicks, I would get a tiny bit creative with foreskins as well, I guess. So, okay, I always thought you were different. Yeah, you always prove it. Well, gentlemen, the uh, mo foreskin, mo problems is seemingly uh, some of the feedback that we got when we put it out to our audience there. Hygiene seemed to relate. So I'm trying to be serious here, guys. Look at both of you giggling yeah. away. Talking about more foreskin, more skin to play with, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when we put it out to the audience, hygiene seemed to be one of the sort of dominant factors or reasons for it, which I would have a counter argument for. But Amy, you mentioned about the sort of like your okay, if you were in Iran, your opinion would be different. If you're outside of Iran, it would be a different situation for your child, and. It was kind of interesting because the questions that we put out to our Instagram audience kind of, I don't know whether like uh, cognitive dissonance is a way to describe it, but it was interesting. And we can go through those now and I'll read you the uh, numbers. The first one being penis preferers. Do you like them circumcised? Now, weirdly enough, we kind of got quite a sort of mixed response as far as the gender that I would uh, sort of associate with a lot of people. A lot of guys were answering on that one, as in penis preferers. Amir, what would you say would be the response from our audience here? Penis preferers, do you like them circumcised? What sort of percentage, yes, no, would you assume? Your audiences are mainly in Iran, right? Uh, yeah, well, we asked the Iranians. So this Although non-Iranians yeah. answered as well. Yeah, we got Khadiji's no. answering. Okay, I'll say majority will say yes. That is the case. So 75% said yes and 25% no. That wasn't that we had four people answering. There was quite a few more than four. But the uh, the second question, we sort of broke it down to opinions. So I think that male circumcision is A, a good idea, B, a bad idea. And we added, I'll explain. So uh, do you think Iranians mostly think that it was a it's a good or a bad idea? Good. Yeah, by a factor of about twice the amount. They think it's a good idea. They need to read more books. And then we asked them a sort of qualitative question. Why is male circumcision a good or bad idea? Now, we'll read the responses in a minute. Uh, number four, would you circumcise your next son? So this is where it gets interesting. And this is where I think the whole thing breaks down. Because yes, they prefer it. Yes, they think it's a good idea. But would you do it to your son? Now, guess the result. Like the way you're saying it is no, yeah. Yeah, it's like practically 50-50. So 52% was yes and 48% no. Now, I know in Britain, 52% is a contentious amount to win a poll by. But uh, <laughs> people didn't know what they were voting for, Amir. The buses, yes. Amir. The buses said circumcision would bring 
more money to the NHS. But it didn't do that, Amir. Anyway, I'm talking about Brexit here. If anyone didn't get that reference, Amir's based in the UK at the moment. There you go. He gets that. So, um, Amit, can you explain? What do you think is going on here? Why do penis preferers, including a lot of men, uh, supposedly, I'm assuming, uh, they say, yeah, cut is better. Uh, and they think it's a good idea, but they wouldn't do it to their children. Why? We're all simple. Men are simple generally, right? But being simple makes you indecisive as well. What I've learned about here is people are indecisive, especially in Iran, depending on what's being fed into your brain from childhood to you grow up, especially if you grow up to Iran. So this, I think, goes back to my original thoughts. So yes, it's because of our beliefs and where we were raised or the, the way we were raised, the information that was fed to us. I guess that's why unconsciously, we always say it's a good idea. Yes, it's good. We prefer it circumcised. But then for the future generation, we're now we're getting educated when we say, okay, we'll leave the decision to them. So I guess tradition and the way that people have been brought up has a important role here yeah i don't know it probably i am the only person who questioned it since childhood when i learned about circumcision i was thinking why and i asked and no one ever gave me an answer as a kid well a lot of people say hygiene a lot of people say religion or tradition none of them are reason enough for me now i'm not saying i'm against circumcision and i don't have an actual preference on uh the penis that I have to suck. Uh, well, I mean, well, basically, I'm not saying that I haven't sucked penis. I'm not saying that I have, but uh, I, I'm not saying it's out of experience, but uh, if I have to suck dick, pretty much it's not consensual anyway. So uh, be it circumcised or not is not going to make a lot of difference. Yeah. God. <clears throat> so, uh, well, I'm sorry, we're losing a lot of valuable laugh from Amir because <laughs> he's folded over and fucking Zoom is, uh, <laughs> yeah, is actually um, blocking his uh, laughter. But personally, for me, uh, tradition, religion, and hygiene or health have never been reason enough to think that I want to circumcise my son. I would definitely circumcise my daughter. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, leave the boys and, alone. Uh, I think I'm only laughing. I'm sorry. This is one of the best. Sorry if I'm not contributing <laughs> enough because the only contribution I have is going to be <laughs> Which is not being recorded at the moment. We'll add that in. But, uh, well, you say like it's a cognitive dissonance, David, but uh, I think it's maybe people are wondering do i prefer it don't i prefer it it doesn't matter i want my son to have a decision Mohammed, i'm surprised by this because i thought that we would go into this discussion with Mohammed being the sort of counterpoint to this but i'm a bit surprised you're on the sort of same side seemingly if we've got sides here as amir uh, and myself here what, i thought you, you were quite you pro say... i thought you yeah. were quite pro circumcision you don't look like the type to be logical, seriously, like that. Me? No. It doesn't add up no. at all. Your face and what's coming out of your mouth doesn't add <laughs> up at all. Yeah, what's going in my mouth mattered when it mattered, but it didn't make a difference anyway because I didn't have a choice. But no, I like bananas and coconuts. I'm, I'm a monkey. What do you think? You think I, 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 I come up with rational things to say? No. So God I, forbid. 
Uh, Mohamed, I think your angle for this, because you and I have, have disagreed about this, I think, in the past, and your angle was about parents making the decision for their children and that being respected and that being okay. And now that, that was probably the first time that I'd sort of looked at it and, and been like, yeah, he's got a kind of point. Because what it boils down to is like decisions of other people, like culture, state, on your children should the state or the culture have an influence over how you bring up your child here now in iran amir as i think you kind of indicated there's there's kind of a pressure from the state although i don't think it's sta state mandated correct me if i'm wrong in iran it's not forced upon and the parents are not asked to circumcise their children am i right before you answer amir you might agree with me or not no there is no pressure from the government because Basically, the majority of people, at least up until recently, at least up until our previous generation, wouldn't even question having to circumcise their children. I have heard stories over and over again that children have been circumcised without the consent of their parents. Not that their parents disagreed, but uh, when the, the kid was born, the doctor said, yeah, I'll just circumcise it. Imagine that would happen to an Armenian family, the doctor wouldn't pay attention to their religion or their culture, and they would just circumcise their son or a Jewish family. Because when it comes to Jews and circumcision, it is a religious ceremony. You can't just circumcise a kid in hospital and Probably they have to do it the second time. So, yeah, they started it. Jews. No, it, it actually precedes the Jews because yeah. apparently it's the Egyptians mm. that did this. Somebody was. Well, you studied? Yeah, we had to for an episode like this. <laughs> <laughs> so you have circumcised mummies. High society Egyptians would circumcise their sons, and uh, when they captured slaves, they uh, circumcised them as well. Never thought. Such an extra part of skin could be so fascinating. <laughs> yes. So the uh, the research I did uh, related to the first evidence found with Egyptian mummies dating back to 2300 BC. Apparently there are also paintings depicting rituals as a prerequisite of entering priesthood for that. So, uh, and as Muhammad pointed out, forced circumcision on captured Phoenicians or Jewish slaves uh, became a badge of dishonor. It was kind of like done instead of castration. And then the Jewish practice apparently came in at 1800 BC for religious reasons. They came in and just said the torture should be continued as a religion. <laughs> I, but I'm, I'm wondering why instead of castration, because less mortality as a result of circumcision, has been mentioned as a possible reason. Sensitivity, probably? Less masturbation oh, or desire for sex, maybe? That is a Christian thing. Ah, because yeah, and relatively recent. Uh, yeah, contrary to many of our beliefs, a lot of Christians vouch for circumcision. That's interesting that the British got involved in this, supposedly. It became sort of like a, a fashion. British introduced circumcision, maybe for cosmopolitan tastes or fear of losing heads on the battlefield. Oh my God, I wish I remembered precisely what that was referring to. Yeah, the to. thing is that the Brits would send soldiers to um, areas, regions, where if somebody is not circumcised, therefore they're an infidel and they would lose their heads. And they had. So uh, actually the Brits circumcised their soldiers. And then apparently later on, the royal family began the practice. They started to do this to their children. 
Apparently, the British population of circumcised men reached a peak of about 30% of the men being uh, circumcised, and that probably would have been shortly after the Queen Victoria period, to now being about 4%. So I'm happy to now be in the 4% of British people that are circumcised. Uh, so, I mean, in America, Americans are kind of like really on board with this. And I think it sort of boils down to a few things. Jewish population and the fact that it's sort of done on insurance there. So you can get it done on insurance. The Americans apparently are, are sort of 50-50 with men being circumcised. You would have been in good company when you were there. You can't get dental on your insurance, but you can get circumcision on your insurance in the U.S.? No, apparently it's just so. a, a swing of a knife. It's not... <laughs> I'm looking down in my trousers and thinking like, okay, I can guess how they cut this thing. Uh, yeah, they could have used a ruler. That would have been nice. But uh, apparently this is a bit cleaner these days. They use some kind of cap ring method where they cover the head of the penis and then use the inside area as the sort of clamping mechanism. Then they tie uh, a bit of wire around the outside and they just tighten it until it sort of cuts off, and then seals itself. I wish they'd have done that to me at the time. Technology these days. They've been doing it for thousands of years now, so a lot of people have chopped a lot of penises without having those fancy things. Like Disposable tools. plastic yeah. penis head covers is, yeah. is the way I understood them. Africans do it in mud. When you're talking about hygiene, they in some African tribes, I don't know from which region because I don't know much about Africa and African cultures or religions. And the kid who is naked is basically covered in mud while having the circumcision and standing up. And there is no hygiene, no nothing. I don't know. I just... I'm sure David would still wish he was circumcised that way. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's a fetish. <laughs> but I am responsible for one British guy. Being oh, yes. Oh. Tell us the story. Yeah. yeah, You mentioned this on our previous episode, but say it again. I, I called him to get permission to tell the proper story. He didn't give me permission, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> by, by that logic, we're selling your NFT for a fortune and yeah. not cutting you in. British guy, Iranian girl. We knew the girl very well, part of our group, gang, friends, whatever. She said, yeah, I met a British guy. First thing that always comes to it is he's circumcised. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it yet. We're still just on the first few days. I said, oh, you're a slut. You should have. You always Everybody <laughs> yeah. else, you always do. You steal the first night. Now that's British, you're trying to be St. Mary's. So anyway, finally sees it. She comes back. She says, no, it's not circumcised. But I don't mind it, you know, and stuff like that. I said, okay, you're going to go all the way with this guy? She says, yes, my wish. I mean, I wish he would come and you know, marry me and so uh, marry me or whatever. Mm. She was into it for the whole nine yards. He had a nine-yard dick? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, we see them going uh, forward and we see it happening. And, and of course, we were the type that when the guy wants to learn Farsi, he says, okay, I want to go meet the parents. What, what should we do? And the first thing you teach the guy is the bad words that they mean really good things. So yeah. anyway, we, we would mess around with him a lot. And we really thought he understands we're joking with him. We were messing around to an extent that it was impossible to take any of what we're saying seriously. <laughs> Out of all the stuff we were telling him, I threw in something I said, you know, if you want to go propose, so you have to get the, her dad's permission. That's, you know, part of our tradition. And yeah. it's not like you can just arrange something, get on your knee, and she will say yes. No, beforehand, you have to go get her dad's permission. And if you want to get her dad's permission, the first thing you have to do is be circumcised. 
<laughs> we were sitting i remember this we were sitting in a pub in shortage i think i can remember the pub as well he started laughing and then i did realize him you know like fading away going and thinking about it anyway a few months pass this guy's calling me whatever swear word there is in the world he's throwing at me <laughs> oh, no. you motherfucker you know what you did you fucked me up you you and you <laughs> <laughs> jokes, you this. I said, what's happening? What's happening? I can't even talk to you. Boom, he hangs up on me. I'm calling him and he call me back. But finally, the girlfriend, soon to be the wife, tells me the whole story. So oh, no. He went and got circumcised. And apparently it went so wrong, whatever oh, like, no. the doctor he chose. Anyway, it went so wrong. But he said, I did this out of my love to you. Oh, I'm here. Oh God! How do you sleep at night? If he hears that I've said this story, and most people know who he is, <laughs> oh God! We just patched things up, just like maybe a few years ago. I think everything is going to go south again. <laughs> skin, skin donations. You patch things up with skin donations. Have to get out there. It's yeah. I'm not proud of, but I am proud of at the same time. <laughs> so, as far as I thought, Mohammed meant that it's the parents' choice for this. Approach it from a different angle in that, is it right for the government to be able to outlaw this or, or say that this shouldn't be happening? As in, you don't have the right to genitally mutilate a child because it's their body their choice now this is where for me i'm a little bit like mm, because i think yes children should be protected against a non-reversible type of surgery that has i would say some very dubious links to health benefits now should the government therefore be involved in the parents decision as in they will sort of uh outlaw it or they will say if you do that it's 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 not right and you will be sort of like punished for that this is where i get stuck you know i don't think the state should be involved in parents decisions but at the same time that child should not get to the point where like me they become a whining let's say 20 20 plus year old going like why did you cut me up what the fuck why are you doing that no the first thing always comes is fuck the government right but Nagu. <laughs> Nagu. our government is good we're talking about all government yeah. generally any government make a decision on a person's now, body i mean forgive me i'm gonna i'm gonna jump back in again but i still i still want to get your point on this because i think it was from the 70s and on or 60s and 70s on a lot of governments around the world started to implement laws against female genital mutilation Nobody's going to argue against that, unless you're Somalian or African. Forgive me if I've <coughs> taught everyone with the uh, with a with a. Yeah, there are places still. It's not illegal. I, I don't know if he's coughing because because it's like a no. I'm point. coughing you're because genuinely my, my, coughing. I, I think I got like a acid reflux. I'm oh, not okay, saying, okay. I'm I not thought this was some like. Yeah. <coughs> So a lot of people seem to be on board with the idea of like, yeah, we don't cut off clitorises of a woman. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, we're talking about degrees of irreparable damage or damage related to glands that um, are, are related to sort of sexual function here. Now, people are like, no, it's too much. Take the clitoris, the labia off. Okay, fine. But in my mind, it's like, well, what about the boys? 
Like, you shouldn't be doing this to the boys either. And they're like, no, it's not It's not to the same degree. No, boys never remember it. Oh, it's for hygiene. Like, you're cutting, you're, cut, you're doing irreversible damage to people's body. And that... Well, that's not necessarily so, damage. Uh, true, and, true. Uh, okay, yeah. one way or another, it is mutilation. But damage, I'm not sure. It's not necessarily damage. And honestly, uh, circumcisions go wrong all the time mortality as a result of circumcision is so low even much lower than covid and uh <laughs> and um permanent damage as in disruption in function it's like something like one in 100,000 is like a statistically negligible number so a lot of medical procedures a lot of other practices of religion are more damaging you can ask a catholic altar boy but uh <laughs> oh exactly <laughs> but use statistics as well to justify uh circumcision as well they would say like it reduces the chance of you getting cancer by 85 percent, for example but then how many people have got penis Ex cancer and you see it's like exactly like, really and that poor like it's already like one in four billion might get a cancer and there is not enough, I think, empirical data to <laughs> say no, I, like I, I, how much it's reduced. Yeah, the numbers are nonsense. And this this is where it's like relative risk reduction and absolute yeah, but risk reduction. If you want to reduction. go back to the government issue, I, I understand you have a point and I would agree that, if, yeah, it might be a good idea to have the same thing for that is for the for the girls, for the boys. But... I don't think the Jewish will have allowed that to become a law anywhere in the world. Now, Amir, you touch upon something that I agree with here, because I think the reason Anti-Semitism? Well, exactly. No, I think, no, <laughs> I think that this is precise. <laughs> no, I think no. that, but for the opposite reason, because I think the precise reason why this doesn't change or isn't even part of the debate relates to situations of people not wanting to be seen as anti-Semitic, or these days, not wanting to be seen as uh, sort of agitating the Muslims. So I think it doesn't in any way get sort of like, you know, looked at for these reasons. And I think we all Sorry. hide under the, the sort of weird facts and the ideas of hygiene, but like, come on guys, just fucking clean yourself a bit more. There's, and these statistics are very, like, are very different. Do like, Muslims need agitation? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, does anybody need to agitate Muslims? I mean, we, we all are agitated all the time anyway. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think this, I think this situation perpetuates related to sort of uh, cultural sensitivities more so. And I think that probably in some ways corroborate with some of the research that we did with the audience. So like, yeah, good idea, this, that, and the other, but don't touch my son. Don't touch my son is a given anyway. Nobody, not the government, not your neighbor, not your religious leader is allowed to touch your son unless you allow them to. Prevention, the flip side. Uh-huh. So, okay, you know, it's my son. Mm -hmm. I want my son to, if there are any privileges, enjoy the, the sort of uh, becoming a man you know, getting circumcised, and I want to do that. The state has no place to tell me I can't do that. You can't have the government decide about you deciding about your son, not daughter, getting circumcised. Well, this is it, but they do have a say. So if you did this to your daughter, mm -hmm. you would face consequences. Because that's actual damage. Hmm. I'm with David on this one. When you look at the numbers, there are... A, a minute 
negligible portion of circumcisions that go wrong, things that happen to children, I mean, decisions that people make for their children, some of them are way more life-changing for them than circumcision. Circumcision is the last thing in some cases you want to think about. It's not necessarily really damaging. So probably more people die as a result of ingesting baby formula than getting circumcision. So I personally think if if circumcision is mm. going to reduce some descents or anything, even by 1%, that I would see that as the kind of a damage. Now, I agree with you that an irreversible procedure should be a choice, like vaccination. Like a tetanus shot is an irreversible procedure, so to speak. So uh, if I had a child, probably I would give that uh, child a tetanus shot without their consent. Mohammed alludes to something quite interesting and topical for the moment, obviously about vaccination here. And I think uh, if somebody is a doctor, one of the first, or at least becoming a doctor, one of the first things that they'll learn is about the Hippocratic Oath. So doctors, nurses, the medical profession know about the idea of first do no harm. Now, in this case, this doesn't apply because it's first do no harm. You're literally increasing the possibility of problems happening to a child that weren't previously there. If you're going to start cutting bits of their body, you're going to uh, introduce the idea of like potentially bacteria or badly sewn up or, and you know, and, and children die from this procedure. Minute, absolutely minute, of course. But still, that doesn't fall in the Hippocratic Oath. So in this case... Well... I'm sorry, no. Uh, I mean, if somebody like, has some sort of an infection, like a tissue infection, and they need to amputate that person, that person might die as a result of something going wrong during that procedure as well. You can say that is that goes against the oath that doctors take. Anyway, there is no actual, necessarily actual damage. Uh, you lose penis size. And I always blame my penis size on circumcision. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't, right? That's a good thing, yeah. That's my excuse. <laughs> that is 100% unlike uh, female mutil... Eh? Genital Female mutilation. genital mutilation. Female mutile. Or that, that basically remove a big portion of uh, the per that person's ability to uh, enjoy sexual intercourse, vaginal sexual intercourse. So, it's I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I know where you go, but yeah, you know, I, I have to. I still have to go. Still with, I, I would cause it and call it a damage. And while we're on this topic, what I've uh, what I've learned recently is that you know what they used to do in the old days with the extra skin. Oh my God, Click Amit, it? do not say that. I'm just thinking of certain delicacies for the hoi polloi. Oh, so they would give it to a pregnant lady. Oh my they God. would make it like, yeah. and throw it into their food or somehow mix it up with their food so their, their baby will become a boy. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm very serious. This, is, this used to be a thing in Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's horrific. <laughs> Imagine just brewing it with your tea, yeah? <laughs> Try to get that out of your head. <laughs> so I, I think the health situation related to this is retroactively added to the situation. What it fundamentally comes down to is, as I believe Muhammad is saying, this is a religious, cultural, 
activity and in the modern day we find ways to make it digestible for the western nation forgive the term digestible as we talked about foreskin being fed to (laughs) (laughs) women there but for me it still goes against the hippocratic oath you are increasing the likelihood of problems and evidence seems to bear out although the evidence surrounding all of this is all over the place and a lot of that relates to the way that we understand evidence and that in the current day relates to COVID simultaneously because it's about relative risk reduction and absolute risk reduction. Both of those things give you very different sort of situations as to how something looks. And that's, you know, statistics games. Uh, That's how that goes down. And I think our uh, sort of feedback from our audience bears this out as well, because the way I understand it is like, I would like to be seen as being in favor of these things. Yes. But when it comes down to the real deal don't touch my child as we said and i think that in a sense indirectly destroys the situation as as to this being truly about health culture religion i have a dick joke but i'm not gonna say it (laughs) well i has got a dick joke (laughs) he's not gonna say it that's surprising when have you ever bitten your tongue no Uh, actually because it's because i forgot and (laughs) i got sugar up dose. No. But, but can I just add to that? Because I think a lot of the sort of Western orientated argument here, oriented argument here, these are all just lifestyle choices. This day and age, things have changed. Like we're not looking at a sort of quantity today like it was like 50 years ago or 100 years ago. Ideas of practices of hygiene have dramatically changed. Not only that, ways to be able to sort of heal or deal with uh, situations of health have dramatically changed as well. So when people use hygiene, it's like really like, dude, take a shower, man. Like, you know, how much bacteria, (laughs) how much bacteria is going to build up? Like, we know this because we use underarm deodorant or whatever. When people start to smell, that's because... You know, there's bacteria there. Poo-pooing. You use deodorant? I clean myself. I don't need to use deodorant. Well, okay. So so therefore, in some parts of the world where hygiene rituals are maybe less so than maybe Western situations, sure, cut the foreskin off, <laughs> save Dude, the woman no. some bacterial problems. <laughs> the woman. I really don't think there is anything extra on our bodies that needs to be get rid of like when so when when a, when a person is born or created I, why would there be something extra <laughs> no human being is not complete we're flawed evolutionary evolutionarily i mean like our evolution is not it, it it went wrong even in some ways so if you don't look at this situation from a creationist or intelligent design perspective no we're not complete we have things that we need to remove to make our lives better, that includes the, those things that I got like my, in one of my nostrils that make me not able to breathe, for example. People are undergoing procedures to live better. Those procedures are medical, are specifically health-related, but uh, why for your skin? Yeah, like 10,000 years ago, it was a hygiene issue, and like 7,000 years ago, after 3,000 years of contemplation, they came up with the idea of, you know what, let's cut it. But uh, nowadays, exactly like David said, they don't have that issue. Like most other people. No, that dude, would- no, but none of the evidence bears out. Sorry, I need to jump in because we previously, you yourself, mentioned about the history of circumcision. And up until the sort of 19th century, 20th century, hygiene 
was never an mm, issue no, mentioned. No, actually, that, that's the thing. It's, it's a matter of pragmatic approach to uh, the situation. 7,000 years ago, nobody gave a fuck about hygiene because the word hygiene was not invented. And uh, Dude, 200, up so, until like 100 years ago, hygiene didn't really mean anything. When they invented circumcision, <laughs> it might have had some benefit in terms of health and hygiene. Nowadays, in 21st century, that is not a hygiene issue. And again, going back to statistics, the possibilities of something going wrong with an uncircumcised person, hygiene-wise is so low i mean like you might get your fingers bitten by a spider in not even in australia in some shittier place let's say if carriage i think he's saying carriage well i'm pretty sure australia is shittier than carriage anyway so <laughs> um so if you're if your finger is bitten by a spider it might actually kill you so amputate your finger so a spider that that doesn't a have a chance idea. to, you know, to, to bite your finger. Uh, that is not an argument. There is no argument stronger than tradition and religion, as you put, lifestyle. But, uh, Mohammed, you're agreeing with me when, here. Uh, Hygiene is a, is a recent excuse, and it's just totally cultural, totally no, religious. No, 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 no. Hygiene is not a recent excuse. Hygiene was the reason the circumcision happened probably i'm thinking like maybe five thousand years ago when they started circumcising their sons the reason was for the son to be not infected but you could not frame that procedure in terms of hygiene or health benefits because people would not understand like i mean one of the ten commandments is thou shall not steal let's say i don't know <laughs> say like i do not steal don't, don't take someone else's property yeah, it's, it's fucking obvious. I mean, why would anyone take someone's property and think it's right? It was right. It has been right throughout human history. Now, if like a leader, uh, a leader in the society comes in and say, yeah, do not steal from each other or don't don't fuck each other's wives so we can have a stable uh, city. Uh, we can have we can form a stable civilization. They will say, them, nah, fuck civilization. I'm going to fuck your wife, and I'm going to steal your shit. But when they say, well, God came to me and said it, and I said, oh, shit, God, the one that killed, like, all those Egyptian firstborns. That was the only way they would understand, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, how would you conclude? Debate that will probably ring on for another 50 years and become more insane. You, you people got brains. You can make a decision. We're in the 21st century. I think there is enough evidence that... People should have the decision to make any change in their body themselves. If there's a circumcision decision going to be made, let the, let the person do it themselves when they get older. No matter how hard it's going to be, how difficult it's going to be, you do not be that person to make a decision for somebody else. That's what I say. Leave it alone. Let the person live. Let the boy live. Let him enjoy the sex. Let him enjoy his hand job. Let him have a good wank. <laughs> and then... <laughs> if he wants to uh, limit his sensors, then he can do it himself. Don't take the pleasure of a fantastic wank away from him. <laughs> I, I really need to go and have one right now. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Says the married man. Yeah. <laughs> Says the married man. In all seriousness, I totally agree with you. It should be a boy's choice. But not a girl's. I mean, you should mutilate their <laughs> genitals anyway. You should circumcise your daughters. Don't ask questions from women. You just do what you want to them. I mean, no means yes. Yes means yes, yes I guess. It depends yes. on the yes. situation. Oh, so, dear. yeah. Amir, you've been amazing, as always. 
and uh, without knowing it, you've signed your no, you've signed yourself up to a third episode with us. Uh, we've still got some marriage stuff to talk about. Just quickly, there's two things. Firstly, um, actually, I forget this the NFT thing. We need to figure that out. We'll talk to you soon about that. But the uh, the second thing is. What is going on with the photograph of the His and Hers t-shirt that we're expecting from you? We did the Notch t-shirts. This is the best quality t-shirt I've ever had. Oh, have you got it? Do you dry yourself with it? Do you wipe your (laughs) butt with it? Why isn't it on you? Why it's on the thing that's... Oh, by the way, since we're thanking you for purchasing our awesome, awesome T-shirt, yeah. I, mean, I think David and I both would like to thank Danika from Berlin, our most recent donor. Yeah, and uh, to all of you who have already donated, thank you very much as well. Pay us more things. <laughs> yeah, send us more. Yeah. Um, Amir. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. It's been great fun. You need to get to a meeting now. Sorry. We've... Yeah, I say dick to meeting. This is fun. Stick with us. <laughs> I wish I could, man. Let's go. <laughs> so, Mohammed, we get the Iranian take on a very tricky dicky content. Yeah. Yeah. This episode, of course, is about circumcision, male circumcision. We asked our audience about their opinions, their stories. We got stories back. We did. We got some audio. We got some written content. And we will be sharing those. We got some feedback from a birthing person. Mm-hmm. A Formerly th- known as, mother. as a woman. Yeah. Well, a birthing person as a mother? Not necessarily. Not anymore. All yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, we got a bizarre story. And this is from Panta. After I gave birth to my little boy, everyone in our family advised us about circumcision. And it was never about to do it or not to, but rather which techniques. Men in our family were so happy or even proud of their circumcisions. My husband as well. Literally every man around me said they couldn't imagine their genital area without a circumcision. Also the women were strongly recommended to do so. I trusted them. And most importantly, I trusted my husband. When he thinks it's better to do so, why should I stand in the way? As my son turned four months, we traveled to Iran and found a urologist who was recommended by my aunt. We were already decided for a plastic bell circumcision and not the traditional one. As we arrived, the doctor walked out and without asking anything, like the medical backgrounds or any consultation, took our son in his hands and said, I do traditional circumcision only. Are you okay with it? We hesitated and we were very afraid. He repeated the same words again and again. As we trusted our aunt's recommendation, by the way, she's also a doctor, we looked at her. She shook her head and said, if you don't want to do it here, don't. But unfortunately, we said yes. Everything went so fast. The surgery took around 15 minutes, which felt like hours. We could hear our sons wailing. It was horrible. During the surgery, my husband got anxious and yelled at the doctor. He wanted to stop the surgery, kicking the door. And the doctor were laughing, saying nonsense shit like, what a chubby son we have, or we should put him on a diet. After surgery, the doctor opened the door and asked me to enter the room but only me. I think he was kind of afraid of my man. (laughs) The worst part 
was my little boy's penis covered in blood and stitches. It was so horrible to see. The doctor didn't mention anything about treatments, cares or the after effects. He only said, if I were you, I wouldn't do such a thing to my boy, especially when you are not living in Iran. Why didn't he say those words before the surgery? Oh my god. I was so mad at him and myself. I felt deeply devastated. Once we arrived home, my uncle welcomed us with a box of cookies to celebrate the circumcision while I was crying. Even today, as my son is almost 22 months old, it still didn't heal completely. I would never ever subject my child to that pain or risk for something cosmetic. It's not really medically necessary. I don't understand using it's cleaner if it's caught as a logic because keeping it clean is much easier than keeping your vagina clean. You give birth to a beautiful, perfect little boy and then decides to cut off part of his genitals. Make no sense to me at all. Please, please don't do it to your son. Respect the nature and let your son to decide it by himself. Thank you, Panta. Unhappy customer, Mohammed. Customer. Oh, dear. How do you feel about that? Well, actually, I empathize a little bit, and it sounds painful, except for Dr. Chop Chop. <laughs> yeah, they, they, the doctors seem to be enjoying that thing. Yeah, and, a bit uh, weird. Why would he come out and be like, be like, yeah, why would you do this? Like, I think it was like covering his ass. I don't know. I wouldn't think that gentleman was a sane person. Yeah. So basically an asshole. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, if you're a medical doctor, you're supposed to be consulting your yeah. patient before a surgical irreversible procedure. Yeah. I'm almost tempted to say that I think you're almost uh, against this whole procedure at the moment. I thought you were quite pro snip snips. Well, but actually I'm not pro or against um, mm. circumcision, male circumcision. I'm totally pro female circumcision, though. Of course, yeah, yeah, like yeah, female yeah. genital yeah. mutilation is a must thing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. We're joking, Jesus Christ! Dude, get seriously, over it. even without a warning, somebody listens and thinks we're actually not joking. They're idiots. I don't want to. That's why I uh, didn't want a trigger warning or a I don't know snowflake whatever in the beginning of the episode when we're talking about essentially pedophilia as well as other stuff. Mm. Um, All the tough topics. Honestly, if you don't, if you think that we're not joking about things like pedophilia or genital mutilation, like specifically female genital mutilation, if you don't understand the humor, well, sorry for you. Mama, there are some things you just are not allowed to joke about. Mm. Yeah, that's basically like everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bullshit to that. It's all on the table, Trump right? Trump is bad, though. Oh, other looks than Trump, like yeah, a yeah. carrot. Not a carrot, but he's orange. You might take that as a compliment. Yeah. And Christians are crappy. They're white supremacists. Mostly. Not all of them, even the black ones. Especially those ones. Especially the black ones. Yes. Mm. Uh, we got a brother to tell his story. Now, his story sounds a bit like my nightmare story. Uh, so we got... Reza, friend of the show. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Not this... that Reza from... Not that Reza. Not... No, oh, no, no, we, we don't, don't say his name. We don't even know his name. Don't even know no, no, no. no. Anyway. Mm. So. Uh, yes, this is Reza's story. He's not your brother, is he? He's, well, in, in the Muslim sense. A brother in God. Yeah. Are you terrorists? Well... People brand I mean, us as like... terrorists. Should we listen to Reza's nightmare? I mean, I mean story. <laughs> 
Well, I guess uh, my memory of the whole process is not that different from my peers, but my parents were a little bit lazy, and when they finally got a doctor to do it, I was about five. And as a result, I remember everything, which is not good at all. So my father tried to convince me by saying that if I wanted to be a man, I had to undergo the operation. Of course, I hated the whole idea. Not that I know of anyone in the world who would like their body parts to be chopped up and stitched back. But my resistance was not welcome at the time. So the operation was done. And I remember vividly that after it was all over, my mother came to my bedside with such a joie de vivre, waving a long red skirt in front of my eyes and she actually made me put it on for quite some time. Ironically, if you want to be a man, first you have to put on a skirt. By the way, thank you so much for unlocking one of the cringiest memories of my life. Thank you, Reza, for that horror story. Yeah, <laughs> happy to have brought you your nightmares back. Oh, God. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know when you think that something is... That gets me thinking when you think if you're doing the right thing, it doesn't matter how horrific it might sound to other people or... I wouldn't say victim, but the person who is undergoing the mutilation process, which yeah. is a child far below the age of consent, I still wouldn't say the victim. Of course, yeah. Yeah, now, it, you know, it gets me thinking like, the Taliban and the ISIS, they think they're doing the right thing, chopping people up. Like Just literally whole body, butchering. Whole bodies. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Butchering yeah. people, actually. They're cutting off their hands, cutting cutting off their noses. And they, they're, they're, they're just like, yeah, I mean, again, I'm pretty sure the person who, um, sort of the executor of the sentence goes with, as uh, Reza said, like with Jupua Pupu. That was with, it, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 to the victim, I mean, yeah. in those cases, I yeah. mean, in, in in the case of ISIS or the Taliban or anyway, well, thank you for sharing. Uh, Mohammed, you got to look look at the positives here because, mm -hmm. like, if ISIS or the Taliban, yeah, any other groups mm -hmm. want to stand up at this point, come forward. Uh, no, you know, if they chop don't. the hands off, then you're never going to get that infection inside uh, yeah. the nail. Well, you don't even have to uh, you know? cut your nails short. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Think of all the like time saved, yeah. not cutting now short, so that you will never have like you know an infection of your hand. So yeah. you know they're doing a favor, right? Also, your nails are not gonna uh, hurt a, a, a woman's vagina. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. while you're fingering them, because you're not well, fingering you're just them, stumping them. Stump. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh dear. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, so I'm thinking like I'm thinking we've got a lot of negativity from people here. And mm. why not? You know, we need to do we need to balance this up? No. No. But uh we didn't really get any positives. Although, having said mm. that, we did get some feedback from uh, it was from women mostly. Mm. I assume they identify as women. Yeah. Saying that it's a good thing. Well, you would say that cuz it ain't being done to you. So, one example from uh, Mariam. Thank you for the response. She says, it happens only once entire their life. Why not? Period happens every single month for us. Men just nag. Uh, yeah, we do nag. 
<laughs> yeah, especially me. Yeah. So, but um, the apples yeah. and oranges. Yeah, I'm sorry, exactly. Mariam, you're comparing something that is happening naturally to a woman's body or a bleeding person's body, rather. Yes. If you need to compare, you need to compare circumcision with something that is done to women by other human beings. Yes. As in female circumcision. Which is a tricky one because although with Amir, we kind of got onto that, but people talk about the severity mm. here and therefore somehow that's an excuse for it. You know, oh, it's not taking off, you know. The entire, like the clitoris, whatever they call it, the chop yeah. also. Uh, but why the fuck would you do that? Is, does that have a hygiene thingy as well? Yeah, well, the labia, right? Just take off the labia, right? Keep the clitoris. Yeah. Cork them up. Cover them in plaster. Or as I say, just keep the vital organs. Lungs, heart, well, why? brain. They can be infected. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I do understand women go through a lot yes. of painful things, including their periods, giving birth, other complications. Sometimes it makes me feel like if I was a woman, I would die, basically, because I'm You're gonna probably die too anyway, weak. Yeah, yeah. Ouch. No, men don't die. We just turn into turd. Of course, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a different thing. Mama, are you ready for this segue? Go. You know, got to numb the pain, right? Mm. Yeah, you see where I'm going. We have Elsa. I believe it's Elsa. Some strange typing of the name Elsa. And uh, she has a interesting story to tell now i say interesting <laughs> you be the judge muhammad bring in elsa hey guys here's my story i don't know 15 years ago i was quite young and um <laughs> foolish and also in love with this man that i met um he was from morocco we dated maybe two years he was a really kind and very funny and witty man when we were intimate in the beginning I was really happy because he was into, um, you know, pleasuring ladies first and he was really good at it. So I got a lot of fun out of him and we had fun together, but he wasn't really into the opposite. So he would always sort of say like, oh no, I'm not really into it. I just want to see you get pleasure, which was fine by me. <laughs> Maybe I'm selfish like that, but we did um, make love or have sex in the very old fashioned heterosexual way, right? <laughs> And I never noticed anything. It was fun. Unlike some previous guys I had been with, we weren't really into sex, to be honest. Like, we would do a lot of things, but it wasn't his favorite thing, and I was fine. Just um, hugging, kissing, cuddling, or him pleasuring me, that was good. Anyway, eventually I wanted to um, come down and get to see him up close and have fun myself and pleasure him. So that's what I started doing, and I didn't notice anything weird. Anatomically speaking, there was nothing weird. His number was fine, but... um. It really didn't look like he was enjoying it when I would go down on him or... So it was it was a little puzzling, but I didn't make a huge deal out of it. You always, you know, sort of look at the guy's face for feedback or listen to what he's saying or the sounds he's making. And uh, it was unclear to me whether he was enjoying it, whether he wasn't, but I would just go on. And then this one time, somehow, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but something was stuck in my teeth or I was coughing or I don't know. There was something that made me stop and he keeps on doing those sounds that he was doing to signal that he was enjoying it. And I'm like, wait, that's weird because I'm literally like, I'm leaving you alone and you're you're not being touched at all right now. And I was like, whoa. And so I just let it go 30 seconds, 40 seconds, I don't know, looking at him like, hmm, maybe he's just really into it and 
he doesn't need to be touched to feel pleasure. But then I just sort of looked up and he saw me lo looking at him and he was like, oh. And that's when I sort of asked him, oh, did you notice I had stopped? And he was like, no, I, I hadn't noticed. Um, you know, I was really into it. And I was like, that's weird. And he was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Then we talked about it sometime later. He was like, okay, you should know something. I had a really bad circumcision when I had a baby, three or four months old in Morocco. And um, as far back as he could remember, he had no feeling at all on his um, penis. So he could pee normally and he could have an erection normally. And it was perfectly like functional and aesthetically, like I didn't notice anything, <laughs> any weird dodged job or so I wouldn't see anything different. But he internally couldn't feel like his nerves, his nervous system was just broken. I don't know. He couldn't feel anything. So yeah, that's the story. <laughs> Maybe it was long. I don't know how to say it in a short way, but um, that's why I'm against circumcision. Because if it goes wrong, how horrible is it that all your life, like you can't even have any pleasure or feeling in your penis? That sucks. Poor dude. But I have to say, he didn't like make a whole deal out of it. He didn't mind that much, and he had a good life <laughs> and an okay, normal sexual life, to be honest. So it could have been much worse, and he could have. Know, been ashamed or turned into a never nude or I don't know what but he was he was totally a good human and um, yeah wow the first ever example I've heard of of a man faking it <laughs> yeah sounds like this chap was kind of all right like it had sort of really come to terms with it in a sense or he was still playing it down oh, a yeah. little bit but. some of us nag less than the others you know what i think he's he's come to terms with it because he realizes that women have periods every month yeah that's dude why. whenever i think about that i just i just Ooh, go yeah. cut myself and i bleed you should do that so thank you to mm. elsa uh we did get some feedback from other people and uh, they were just kind of confirmations of things that we've kind of already said so thank you to everyone you ready for this am i yeah dear listener we subdivide this enormous complicated topic of circumcision into three parts see what i did there cutting it into three parts oh, yeah. yeah baba june my father <laughs> is joining us you can hear his laughter here he is now so mm -hmm. uh Baba Jun, welcome to Ask an Iranian. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for inviting me. This will be good fun. And you enjoy. <laughs> I mean, the listeners enjoy it. Yeah, you've gotten a mention a few times in the past. Oh. Hopefully, you haven't listened to those episodes, and now, <laughs> now, now you get to feature. So, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for asking me. So today's topic of conversation is about circumcision. Now, Dad, oh, you are kind of responsible for me being circumcised once. And what I thought recently yeah. was actually twice, but uh, that's not the case. Yes. So, uh, Baba, uh, yes. why the hell did you do that to me? I don't know when stupid, you see, uh, when you are younger, you're not wise enough or you don't know much and what sort of pushed into your mind through your parents and your relatives and then you get this idea of this something usual hmm. but i i think this should be left to the people themselves to decide if anything it doesn't matter it's been circumcised or not but as i said we have been done 
Yeah. That way. And then uh, they say, carry on the tradition, carry on right? The tradition. Yeah. And that's the worst thing, <laughs> I think. Oh, maybe, maybe. So, Dad, I, I spoke with uh, Mother, yes. uh, the other part of this equation, and mm. she gave me the story from her side. Yeah. She was <laughs> a little bit thrown by that interview. But, of course, I was three years old when this happened, which is later than normal, yes, like quite is, a bit yeah. later yes, than normal. That's right. And this yes. would have been when I first came to Iran. And yeah. the biggest story about, shall I tell you what happened? Tell me the story. I want to hear the story. <laughs> Go for it. When, when you, you came to Iran and then, as you know, the kids being naughty running around and then your oldest uncle or the other uncles, you know, when you had been naughty, they used to get hold of your thingy bob and say, if you be naughty, I'm going to cut this off. And then, then you used to <laughs> scream and run, around, run away. Anyway. This passed until, <laughs> this, again, to do with my parents, you know, they said, as easy, I don't know, let's have them circumcised. And so I'm being stupid. And I said, yeah, why not? Because we've been circumcised ourselves, yeah. me and my other brothers, when, when we were three days old. Usually they yeah. do it within the 10 days of your birth. Anyway, so he said, okay, I can't remember properly nowadays because i'm getting too old and oh, come keep on. forgetting things yeah we went to one of the doctors in a clinic actually they yeah. did the circumcision and you were screaming and shouting say oh, i haven't done nothing i haven't i haven't been naughty i haven't oh, <laughs> oh why no. are you doing this you know at the end, actually you thought that you've been that's you've been naughty that's why we do let's be honest so, i probably yeah. was being naughty and probably <laughs> so, had it coming but yeah. so, and then we brought you home and this this thing didn't stop bleeding and so I said oh this is getting dangerous let's take you to another proper good clinic the Tehran clinic a we proper took you good to, one well, the previous one the was, previous one was no, a small clinic it wasn't oh, okay. you know a small Darmanga but we said let's go to the Tehran clinic it's a big hospital so yeah. to get things sorted out okay, so we took you to Tehran clinic yeah. they have the look and again you were saying oh, I haven't been naughty I haven't done anything why are you doing this and then they looked they said oh this hasn't been done properly they had to cut a bit more so they cut a bit more and stopped the bleeding. And then you were looking and saying, where is it? Where is it? It's oh, not no. all of it. You haven't cut all of it, have you? <laughs> I mean, so, I'm, I'm so, laughing at the moment. So there was mm. all evening, everybody, you know, at home, they were just laughing. As you were in agony, but the rest, they were laughing. Bad memory or good memory, I don't know. <laughs> so... <laughs> So well, I, I don't, I, for me, it's not a memory, I guess, thankfully, yeah. but I'm sure I'm scarred in multiple ways because of that. Mm, yeah. But um, apparently I was locally anesthetized. So I was like, you know, um, am I right? They they injected me and they local, local, local anesthetic. I don't remember because I wasn't in the same room as they were doing the first circumcision. And then uh, that's your brother, oldest brother. Yeah. yeah. He was there. When we went to Tehran clinic, again, I wasn't inside the room because I didn't have the heart. So I was keeping well in distance so not to hear anything. Yeah, so. apparently. So my mother was saying that she would hear the screams, my screams. Yeah, she and, was and, there. And that kind of, for her, became the, the reason why she didn't want to uh, circumcise my brothers. Yeah, that's Your right. further yeah, yeah, yeah. sons, which we'll get back to in a moment. But as far as the decision making was concerned, so my mother was saying that both you and her made the decision that it wasn't necessarily so much to do with the family. I can't really remember 
from my upbringing, we thought it's just a procedure. We got to go through this. Yeah. So it wasn't that he decided and talked about it, wanted to say something that you have to do it. Kind of routine, it kind, kind of, of routine. And okay. Yeah. And then uh, like the African people, the poor girl, they just damaged them and ruined their life. Mm. For, this is really insane and being barbaric. Actually, I'm thinking now related yeah. to your decision to have this done. So, of course, having witnessed the the situation with me, yeah. uh, then uh, my, my brother uh, after yeah. me, yeah, you decided my, yeah. not to do it uh, yeah. to him, both you and my mother. Yes. And then in the case of the next brother after that, it was actually a procedure that went ahead related to medical complications. So my mother said, so yeah. the, yeah. the yeah. youngest, full, yeah, my full brother... Yeah, had it done, but for different reasons, for medical reasons. Yeah, Is that the case? Right. With your other brother, I decided not to say or do anything because anytime I just remembered the way you were screaming. Yeah. I mentioned it when he was born, actually, Yeah. Uh, in the hospital. They said, are you Jewish? <laughs> I said, no, no, we are not Jewish. Yeah. I, and I said, yeah, Muslim people, they do that. Uh, yeah. So we decided not to. They have to just leave it for the them to when they grow up to decide brings me on to a question that i have about that because i'm yeah. not entirely sure your youngest youngest as in my half brother yeah. uh, whether he's actually had the procedure or not i don't really know i think he's been, he's he's been done yes i think so so what changed the mother yeah, again I, no <laughs> not not the mother did she want it uh, i don't know really he's been done or not i think he's done i don't know <laughs> i haven't looked at part <laughs> another question i have because i'm not sure who i heard this from whether it was you or one of my uncles on my mother's side. But apparently that time when I was circumcised three years old in Iran, yes, when yeah. I went back to the UK, apparently, oh. I think it was, okay, <laughs> that you're laughing yeah, makes yeah. me think you told yeah, me this yeah, story. Yeah. So yeah. tell me again then if this was the case. When you go back to England, you know, first time you went to see your nan, God bless her soul, yeah. you quickly ran there, nan, 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 you took your trousers down, nan, nan, look, look, Mine has been sharper. No, look. <laughs> See, I, th I thought that so, was like, look what they did yeah, to me. Yeah, which I never knew whether it was me being yeah, proud of it or upset yeah, about yeah, it. Good old days. Yeah. So my kink is now yeah. out. Now I'm a, yeah. now I'm known as the flasher. Yeah, I everywhere. kept it to myself for. God bless her soul. Yeah. Nan and grandpa, the, the best people. Yeah, the best. People in the world, I don't know how they put up with did, me. But did they say anything? No. Did they say, like, why the hell did you do that? Honestly, they never interfered. They never said anything. They said, look, uh, you just sort it out between your, yourselves. And it's got, it's got nothing to do with us. It's your life. It's your family. You just get on with it and uh, do as best as you can. They never yeah. said a word about it. Never said anything yeah, about yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So... Um, Incredible moment. Finally, we get Baba June on the episode. I'm sure we'll have him back if he will join us again. Yes, why not? It's quite fun to be with my sons as like Muhammad, you know, being Thank like you because I, I like his personality. And so oh, finally, so someone does. Really, yeah. yeah. So probably you're yeah. the only one who likes his personality. <laughs> no, everyone is unique for themselves. Everyone is different. So oh, no, this to... one. Uh oh, no, he's, he's different. Yeah, I'm Scott. I'm Scott. And, uh, by the way, I can be your daughter because I identify as a woman sometime to time. <laughs> Hold on. Baba June's not ready for these new world concepts. Or maybe he is. I don't know. No, he looks like a progressive <laughs> yeah. person to me. Very progressive. No insultment. No, no, no. Just everybody's. Uh, can be what they want you see they want they, you can't force them to say just because your body looks something 
you have to be that. There body, you go. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> wow, that's more so, progressive than go. me. That's <laughs> so, more progressive than I am. Excellent. So, Muhammad, I think uh, I think we got the story. Yeah, got the got snip, snippy, snip story <laughs> yeah. from uh, my father. It's been enlightening for me because yeah. it, it was never a thing for me because I don't remember it. Yeah, well, maybe it's I'm scarred in different ways, but I yeah, don't yeah. directly remember it necessarily. I think I do. I'm not sure, but it, maybe it's like dreams or people have said stuff and I've remembered it. I remember about your last brother. So I, he's been done oh. actually because of these new clipping yeah the mm. ring sort of that mm. yeah, is yeah, the, yeah yeah it's been done oh, that okay way. and it's much easier and much painless and much uh, was it more your decision or her decision i don't know just being stupid i think just done it yeah, because know. you were in iran and it was family <laughs> yeah, pressure. yeah i don't know <laughs> just being stupid and <laughs> idiotic i don't know as i was saying i didn't really kind of notice it until i went to school and then the difference was shown there yeah, taking showers like yeah. hang on a minute there's a little Why bit of difference it? here so uh it sort of i guess in a sense didn't really bother me as if it wasn't obvious <laughs> then the the bothering part has become more so recently and i guess related to just me thinking like hey my body my choice what the hell mm. so uh but anyway i'm not actually you can't bothered. do anything about it yeah, exactly so and just, then, you know, just enjoy whatever you have <laughs> yeah well maybe other people are enjoying it it's just a tool so you just use it wisely that's it oh <laughs> there you go there are some i'm a yeah, just a tool tool i'm yeah. a tool for the progression of humanity well, uh um. so baba june thank you ever so much for joining us on this episode weird one to begin bringing you in yes, <laughs> to, to, yes, to chat course. with us and thank you for explaining <laughs> yeah. that and uh, maybe I'll come to terms with this gradually this uh, situation that has happened thank you for joining yes. us yeah. thank you very much for having me I enjoyed it actually uh, the best program in the world so uh, of course how much did we pay him to say that <laughs> uh, have you paid him I was actually going to no, ask him no. to pay us no, go <laughs> support us you got PayPal yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best program, best podcast in the world. I of course. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank, you. <laughs> thank you. You're doing right. a great job. Keep up thank the good you. work, as I said. So uh, thank you once again. Have yourself a good day. And we look forward to having you back on the podcast sometime soon. Thank you very much. Khodafes. 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 When I was a lad, oh, they pinned me down and they took a bit of my skin off. That skin got torn off my body real bad. But that's okay. I'm clean now. <laughs> I no longer need to wash my pee-pee. Because my pee-pee is naturally clean because it hasn't got any hiding places for bacteria. By that logic, I'm thinking if I just cut off all my body parts, I no longer need to have disease. So if I take off all my body parts that are not necessary, I'm hygienically, I never have a disease. I won't get cancer on my foot if I don't have no foots. Yeah. <laughs>
You can't get cancer of the lungs if you don't got lungs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe one Hanus day. Hast? <laughs> Aren't you done? <laughs> Maybe one day I'll get a bunion on my foot. <laughs> no, stop it. This is terrible. <laughs> okay. Can't get bunions if you don't got feet. 